by all indicators, the Antichrist, in whatever form your religion has defined it, is among us now, and it is in our current time we must deal with that maniacal evil. The mistake many make in dealing with the Antichrist is that they are looking for an individual person, a creature of some unique personality with horns, red skin, cleft feet, and a pointy tail wearing a t-shirt, Jesus, I'm coming for you. We have a cinematic idea of the Antichrist from years of mythology and children's stories, so we are looking for those signs in society in some way that makes sense to us. But I would argue that the Antichrist has more than made itself known and that quantum mechanics explains how it works more than observable science by our five senses. Meaning a spiritual life form outside our four-dimensional reality is much more likely to be a single personality with maniacal, evil intentions that embodies many people as their avatars worldwide. Traditionally we call that kind of movement the actions of a holy ghost, or angelic interference, or even demonic possession. But the Antichrist, a character working toward the opposite goals of the Jesus Christ personality, would easily be missed if people were looking for a terrestrial being. Such an evil being would likely be interpreted or masked by a god from Earth's pagan past, such as Baal, Ishtar, or Moloch from ancient Sumerian society. Such names mean nothing to such an antichrist. They don't care how people interpret their behavior so long as they listen and do as they command. I would go as far as to say that the reason we have so much drunkenness and intoxication through drugs in our present culture, sponsored by our governments, is to make it easier for these antichrist characters, plural as we observe them, but singular under the rules of quantum mechanics, is to provide more empty minds for the manifestation of demonic energy in the world to most facilitate their destructive intentions. But fear not, I don't do what I do to scare you. Fearful of stuff is not what I do, nor will it ever be. I see many terrified people these days who are shaken to their roots. Even President Trump was having a moment of hopelessness while he was interviewing with Mark Levin recently. It's safe to say we are dealing with a level of evil that goes way beyond politics here, and what is terrifying is that we see that our governments are under the rule of these evil forces, so we have not taught ourselves how to deal with such a thing. Typically, we would turn to the Bible for our reference, as Western civilization would offer as an option, and the book of Revelations would tell us about the judgment of the living and the dead. But if it comes to that, it's all over, right? After all, Mother's Day is coming up, we have to plan birthday parties, care for our sick and elderly parents, and pay our mortgages. Who has time to fight the Antichrist and toss away everything we care for to wait in line for Judgment Day and to be carried away to heaven if we've done well in the world or to hell if we have been evil? For Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims or even the earth-worshipping losers from the World Economic Forum, everyone has their own scriptural interpretation of what such a Judgment Day might entail, and you better believe it, the Antichrist figure understands that and is playing on our fears to give itself power. That is part of the script it uses to make its way in our world and bypass our laws, social norms, and most profound intellect to apply suffering and evil strategy against us on a very personal level. But there is a way to beat the Antichrist. We don't have to take a passive stance on this combat challenge. And the Antichrist's defeat is much easier than people imagine it to be. Out of all the religious texts in the world, I think the Book of Mormon best captured its essence, which is my suggestion for this present challenge. One of my favorite possessions in the world is a leather-bound copy of the original 1830 Book of Mormon. I love all my books, but this one is very unique, and within that book, my favorite part is the Book of Alma, specifically Chapter 30. Now the story of the Mormon people is very controversial, after all, the story has them settling into South America, 
large parts of the Caribbean Sea at a time when the water level was much lower than it is now, then migrating up into North America. These were the lost tribes of Israel, and they came from the Holy Land about 100 years before the destruction of Jerusalem as Nebuchadnezzar attacked and destroyed Solomon's temple the first time. Over the years, I have tended to view the Book of Mormon as a work of fiction by Bible enthusiasts written during a unique period in America's creation, specifically Western expansion. But, what we have learned from archaeology is pointing to this likelihood of transatlantic travel before Christ was born and that Indian cultures were actually part of the Vico cycle of the original descendants of Lehi and Nephi, one of his sons who landed around where the Panama Canal is today around 589 BC. This is very consistent with archaeology we know about in that specific region, what we are calling the pre-Mayan culture that had very advanced roads and temples as described in the Book of Mormon, and that Mayan, Aztec, Incan and much of the North American Indians were declining factions of these cultures that fell to their own versions of Antichrist time and time again as the Vico cycle shows us occurs in every civilization since recorded history. Further, as these people migrated into North America over the next 1,000 years, they actually occupied the same kind of areas as we saw the Hopewell and Shawnee Indians perform under historical records. So these days, I think there is a lot more to these stories than fan fiction from Bible fans who wanted a sequel to the stories coming out of the Holy Land, collected in the Bible by the Council of Nicaea under the tutelage of the Romans who wanted to keep their empire together which was falling apart, around 325 AD ironically, the eventual destruction of the Nephites from the Book of Mormon was a hundred years later and around 421 AD it would be in 1830 that Joseph Smith supposedly found the record of these events in New York and started the Mormon religion around much controversy by interpreting that record from some lost hidden plates. So the point of that little backstory is that around 74 BC, there was an antichrist by the name of Korahor who was brought before Judge Alma, this was a society trying not to rule as kings but as a kind of representative government that America would try many years later, and the Antichrist was put on trial. This was obviously many years before the birth of Christ, but these people knew through prophecy that Christ was coming, so this Korahor character was tormenting the people with ridicule, trying to poison the thoughts of the youth against the traditions of their parents. He stated during his trial, Why do you look for a Christ? For no man can know of anything which is to come. Behold, these things which ye call prophecies, which ye say are handed down by the holy prophets, behold, they are foolish traditions of your fathers. How do ye know of their surety? Behold, ye cannot know of the things which ye do not see, therefore, ye cannot know that there shall be a Christ. The trial goes on for many pages beyond this, but we could see this kind of talk from many Antichrist sources today, merely word for word. And the goal is to undo our founding beliefs, our cascade training of our youth by the wise elders, and to undermine society with such tampering. And this is precisely what we are observing now. As the trial continued, and the conviction of Alma was resolute, Korahor began to fall apart and undo himself. And in the end, it was with such confidence and intolerance of evil that did Korahor in. He was sent to a hostile people, the people of Zoramites, where he was run over by horses and killed. The moral to the story is that under pressure, the devil will not support his children and his followers on the last day when they need his help. But he will certainly speedily drag them back to hell. This is precisely how any modern version of Korahor can be defeated, and the menace of evil defeated spectacularly. Our American laws, our constitution, and our persistent characters who refuse to be tricked by the forked tongue of evil, they know the recipe for defeating evil, 
and that is law and order, a tradition that passes on stability from generation to generation and stops the tricks of devils everywhere with a firm culture that destroys the narrative of evil, and causes them to self-destruct under their own pressure, only to be destroyed in the end. That is precisely what I see happening now and how this current work of the Antichrist ends. I see it happening as we speak, so don't be so terrified of the Antichrist. Take the lesson of Korahor and send these modern versions to a similar fate. And everything will turn out fine in the end. History has shown us the way, we must learn from it and apply it to the future. Rich Hoffman Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business